This is episode number 108, and today I'll explain how to correct false doctrine. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher, and every day we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump in to your daily dose of Practical Christian Training. Have you ever had a conversation with someone, uh, a fellow Christian, where they say something absolutely bananas? Like, you cannot believe the words that just came out of their mouth. You know, whether that's, uh, you know, a a belief about the Bible that's not true, or a belief about God that's not true, or uh, they just say something that's so off the wall that you're like, that that is totally, (laughs) like, there's not even a question, that is flat out wrong, you know, and... uh, you know, a lot of times it starts with the words, I think. That's a, that's a good way to tell if someone is about to say an opinion that may or may not be in line with what the Bible teaches. And uh, so as a Christian, it can be, it can put you in kind of a, a funky spot where you want to you wanna engage with the person. You don't want to just shut them down and be like, well, you're an idiot. Uh, you know, that's not, that, that doesn't work. That's a conversation, conversation ender right there. But uh, you do want to correct them. You do want to help them grow in their knowledge, grow in their understanding of the scriptures, and do it in a way that's productive. So what is the best approach? How do you correct false doctrine when you're talking to a Christian and they believe something that is patently false, that you know without a shadow of a doubt is not true? Well, uh, there's three steps. Step number one is you have to know your Bible. If you try and counter their opinion with your own opinion or bad Bible, which is just another way of saying using the Bible out of its proper context to make the point you want to make instead of the point that God is trying to make, then you're just going to get into a circular exercise where you're stating your opinion, they're stating their opinion, and within that frame, within that discussion, there's no North Star. There's nothing to guide you towards a, uh, a truth that you can both agree on. And so you have to know your Bible well. Don't just say, that's wrong, or what you just said is wrong. Show them what's right. Show them what the Bible actually teaches and explain to them how to read the Bible effectively so that they can, you know, see, okay, yeah, I understand why what I said was incorrect. But that starts with knowing your Bible. If you don't know your Bible well, if you don't know how to find scriptures quickly, if you don't know where to look to answer these questions or to uh, confront people, then you're not going to be able to help correct false doctrine when it presents itself. Step number two is to assume the best. Assume the best in the other person. You know, honestly, most of the times that I've uh, helped someone learn uh, a little bit more about God or the Bible, it's just that they didn't know any better. You know, they weren't being malicious. They weren't being uh, purposeful in their false belief. They just didn't know any better. They were ignorant. You know, whether they heard it a certain way growing up or heard it in a sermon they listened to online, or maybe they just haven't thought it all the way through. They haven't really thought through the implications of whatever the belief or interpretation that they're sticking with is. And so when you're having a conversation, assume the best. Assume that they genuinely want to be close to God. You know, if they're a part of your ministry, if they're a part of your church, that's, prob- that's a good indication that they care about their relationship with God. Um, so you always want to assume the best. And when you have that mindset 
of, you know, I'm not here to just drive this person into the ground. I'm here to help lift this person up. I'm here to encourage them, to bring them alongside me, and uh, to help them take a step forward in their understanding of God. That's a much better mindset to be in than I need to uh, correct them or I need to grade them, as if you're grading an essay or a test and you're giving them an F, right? That's that's a totally different mindset. One's going to lead to a positive outcome, and one of them is going to lead to a, a destroyed relationship quickly. All right, so step one, you have to know your Bible well. Step two, assume the best in the other person. And then step three is use an appropriate amount of force. There are going to be certain things that are really dangerous to believe, doctrines, um, practices that, if left unchecked, could lead to the demise of the faith of this person. You know, uh, a belief in salvation by works that's a very quick way to uh, work yourself into a, a state of uh, helplessness and understanding that you can't do it all and throwing in the towel. I'm saying this because I used to be there. I used to, I used to be of the, the mind that I was saved by grace initially, and then I had to work very diligently to prove that I needed to be saved continuously. And that was a dangerous thing to believe. I almost uh, self-destructed in my faith because of that. You know, another dangerous thing that people might believe is that church attendance is sufficient for their relationship with God. They don't have to read their Bible. They don't have to engage and develop relationships with other Christians. They don't have to study their Bible. They don't have to, you know, get open about sin. They don't have to do any of the other things that God teaches us to do. As long as they show up to church and, you know, say they believe the right things, that's fine. It's not fine. That's actually really dangerous because that's exactly where Satan wants us, isolated and in a position where we feel like we're doing well, even though we've become lukewarm Christians. Uh, Another dangerous thing that people might believe is that marrying a non-Christian is okay, when the Bible is very clear that it is not okay. And so, uh, and not just for practical reasons, like if you are trying to live a godly life and your spouse isn't, there's going to be some friction there when they're confused that you care more about God than you care about them. But uh, also just because the Bible says specifically, don't marry non-Christians. Don't be in these uh, yoke-type relationships. That's yoke, Y-O-K-E, not egg yoke, but yoke like you put on a pair of oxen. Um, you know, that, that that's, that's not good to be in those kind of relationships with non-Christians. And so those are some dangerous things to believe. And so when uh, you see somebody that has a belief like that, you want to take it seriously. It's not a lighthearted thing. But again, if you know your Bible and you assume the best— even when you use an appropriate use of force, even when you really take a strong stand, they're going to respond well to it, right? But So you want to make sure that you make it very clear if something is actually serious. But there are going to be other things that don't carry the same weight, right? And these might be more of like opinion things, like how you dress on Sunday. You know, if somebody is going to be up on stage, is it okay to wear jeans and a t-shirt? In some churches, maybe, and others not. Uh, it might be a preference that you have and an opinion you have or a a perspective that you have that's different than theirs, right? And so you want to correct them and you want to help guide them, but not do it in such a heavy-handed way. You know, discuss theological discussions that are fun to have, but ultimately don't really have a lot of bearing on whether we're going to, uh, whether we're saved or not, or whether we're following Jesus or not, right? So for instance, a discussion about whether we ascend into heaven or if heaven descends as the new Jerusalem, you know, that's, it's kind of a semantic thing. There, you know, you can have discussions about it. You can have disagreements about it, and uh, you know the nature of heaven and if heaven exists yet and that kind of stuff. But where you fall on that isn't 
as critical to the survival and spiritual health of a Christian, you know, and, and things like disputable matters, right? What you eat, um, whether you drink alcohol or not, which is disputable in the sense of there are going to be certain circumstances where it's okay. And then others where wise not to, but right. So, so you can, you can see the difference, right? Some of these are like spiritual life and death, false doctrine beliefs that are going to lead someone away from God. And then others are, uh, wisdom, things that you're offering to this person to help guide them to be more like Jesus. Uh, but it's not an 11, right? You're not cranking it all the way up to 11 and, uh, you know, making it a crisis because it isn't. And don't make everything a crisis. If you make everything 100% serious, then uh, you're just going to be like the, the boy who cried wolf, where everything's an emergency and then people will tune you out. So uh, so those are the three steps to help counter false doctrine as you, uh, as it presents itself. Number one, you got to know your Bible well. Number two, assume the best thing of the person. And number three, use an appropriate amount of force. And, uh, you know, just to wrap up, false doctrine is a slippery foe, and it's often hidden inside good intentions. It's not deliberate quite often. It's very innocent. People just arrive at false conclusions, and uh, but it's up to us to help them. And so know your Bible inside and out, so you can guide your brothers and sisters into a more complete knowledge of God and keep them on the straight and narrow. Well, that is it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like this one. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts for your chance to get a shout out as the super fan of the week. And make sure to head over to the podcast Facebook group to connect with me and help decide future episode topics. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. I'm Travis Albritton, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.